0: Brian and I watched Damon Kinder's new show, October Faction, on Netflix, and I'm saying that it's his show because I have not read the original comics, I have no relationship to the the original comics, and I only watched it because his name was attached to the project and I wanted to see how it played out. And it did some things okay, it did some things good, but it really messed itself up. But I want to argue that while the vast majority of the first season is an utter train wreck that did things really wrong, it deserves a second season. Deserves is a strong word, but it should have a second season. And I want to talk about that on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And yeah, today we're going to be talking about October Faction, which hopefully hasn't destroyed my brain and my ability to speak. Even though I kind of sort of liked it by the end, but oh, what it took to get there. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast and whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people, and the more people that listen, the bigger the community, and the bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other, and after all, that's why I do this in the first place. Alrighty then, so I'm going to be talking for a while without spoilers, and then I may get into some spoilers, but I don't know. We'll see how this goes. So, I loved Sanctuary. I think I should start there. I, I love Sanctuary. I loved Stargate Atlantis. I liked Stargate. I, I have a lot of love for many product, projects that Damon Kinder has worked on over the years, and I was excited that there was a new show coming out. I knew that it was based on a comic. It is a comic that I have not read, so I do not know if it is paced like the comic. I do not know how it is, how connected it is to its source material, and honestly, I'm unfortunately less interested in that now than I might have been before. Uh, So I want to start with, if you've tried to watch the show and you just couldn't get into it, I I feel you. I I really do. You see, my husband and I really like spooky shows. And when I say spooky shows, I'm, I'm not talking about necessarily horror shows. They're like this new genre that's been around for a while that like was pioneered by like charmed and Buffy and shows like that, that are on the edge of horror and they're creepy and they're weird, but they're not full out, you know, horror in the traditional sense of the word. Yeah. And I I really like a lot of shows that are kind of in this vein from I would put Sanctuary in there, especially, it's early seasons. And, you know, there's quite a few that we watch now, mainly the ones that everybody knows, and that's Stranger Things and The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And you can really see that Netflix is wanting to kind of make its name as the channel that produces a lot of that, because they produce a lot of that, and some of it's really good, and some of it... hmm, And then there's like Residue that was really good, but nobody watched it. So we didn't get any more of it. And and if you, I think it's still on Netflix. If it's not, you should definitely look and see if it is. It's a miniseries. It's very, very good. Um, Really enjoyed it. Really wanted more. And yeah, Netflix. So I sat down to watch the show and it did so many things just terribly, terribly wrong. I am not going to call out actors because I don't think that that's beneficial because I don't want to blame the actors and I don't want to blame the writers. I, I don't know whose fault a lot of the problems the early episodes had, who it really comes down to. But I will say that most of the characters, the they they, they were flat. I don't care about them. I didn't care about them. I didn't care about them until probably episode six or seven out of ten. And we only kept watching it because we fell victim to the sunk cost fallacy where we just went, well, we've watched this much and it's starting to get a little bit interesting. Maybe, maybe. And we kept pushing on. And by the end, I was actually interested, but it took way too long to get there. So number one, the first thing that this show did wrong before I even get into the acting and the writing is that it does that terrible thing that a lot of streaming shows do, especially streaming shows on Netflix. Netflix is really guilty of this where they're like, well, we have an entire season and it's all going to go up at once so people can just wade through it. And... mm, Okay, now I have written many a novel that has a slow start, that are slow burners, and I'm not against a novel that has a slow burn to it. I'm not even against a TV show that has a slow burn to it. I think there's a place for that. But the one thing your show has to have is a hook. And if the hook to your show doesn't take place until the fifth out of ten episodes, you've done something wrong. Now, I know they think the hook actually occurred in the first episode, and I don't want to get into spoilers yet, but I know they think that that was the hook, but because I don't know anything about this world or these characters, something weird happens in episode one that we don't really get a payoff for until, like, episode five. And when we get that payoff, oh, it's interesting, and I... I, I'm interested in the show, and I want to see where it's going. And I was kind of excited to watch the last couple episodes, but there's five episodes of setup that I don't think this show needed, and that's the problem. It expected that it was going to be binged, and at least for my viewing hours, lucky f- luckily for them, we did. We watched the whole thing in a couple nights because we did, but I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to make it through the first couple episodes. The, the plotting is slow. The pacing is slow. Many of the characters are just jerks and you don't develop any emotions for them. And the few things that they do to help you get an emotional connection to any of these characters are weak and they don't work. And that is extremely problematic If you want me to care about your characters, you have to give me a reason to care about them. And yeah, I don't want to go into spoilers yet. So that's problematic. You shouldn't have your, if you only have 10 episodes, then the main plot of your show shouldn't wait until the fifth episode to kick off now. In the show's defense, it is trying to set things up. This is a show where there are monsters, and there's a monster hunting agency, and there are people with superpowers who are actually monsters, because everyone with superpowers is monsters. Yay! And they take a lot of time to set that up. And to get to see the interpersonal relationships between the characters and how the brother and sister relate to each other and how they relate to their parents and how the parents relate to each other and how the parents relate to the grandparents and how all of this relates to the, to the company that is doing all of the monster hunting and okay. It's a lot of good setup, but it's like reading Moby Dick. Yes. By the time you get halfway through the book, you understand how to hunt a whale and how to live on a sailing ship of the day. But I came here to see a guy hunt a whale, (laughs) not to learn how to do it myself. And so that's why most people can't get through Moby Dick because of how the book starts because Herman Melville spends a lot of time teaching you how to hunt whales. And you're probably not there to learn how to hunt whales. You're there to see them hunt a whale. I I signed up for the show to watch them hunt monsters because that's the show that they sold to me. And... It takes five episodes for this to really kick off. And for anybody who's going to try to, like, I'm sure the show has stands because every show has stands. Everything has stands nowadays, apparently. Yes, there are some monster hunts in earlier episodes. And that also poses a big part of the problem is this, this series has a lot of flashbacks. And the flashbacks, yes, become important later. As we learn their relevance and whatnot, but the flashbacks are more interesting than the story that you're telling. So it would almost have been better if you would have started off and just told the story in flashbacks. The first day, <laughs> the first like five episodes were were the flashbacks, where we aged our characters up, met them again in the current day, and then ran off with our story. Because. You really didn't do anything to make us fall in love with them until everything goes haywire. And once everything goes haywire, the show finally interesting. But people are most people are probably not going to make it to that point. And that's probably what you're asking me right now, Charlie. Do I need to get to that point? Is this a show that I really want to suffer through to get there? <sighs> so... Well, I would not say that the show is overall bad, because once you get to the end, like it's set up some interesting ideas, it's set up some very interesting characters and very interesting dynamics that I would like to see explored. But up until that point, it is so slow and ponderous and just needs to get to the monkey. Oh, if it, 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 And it just doesn't. It just doesn't. We're we're, tr- tr- <laughs> we're just trudging around Skull Island, and we haven't seen the monkey yet. And we're all here to see the monkey. Mm. But I, I would say it depends. It really depends. If you're looking for a show with an interesting premise uh, that deals with the human world and the monster world engaging with each other, And I'm not going to say in original ways, because I don't find it all that original. I can think of several other shows that I've seen that kind of hit these notes. But I do like the characters that it sets up. I do like the problem that it sets up. There's a lot of things there that I think that this show has going for it that in future could make for a good show because it's past its setup. Unless it feels in every season that it has to do this setup, which hopefully it doesn't. Because in some ways, I can understand how they felt that they needed to set all of these things in motion. That you need to understand the kids and their events in high school. The one good thing about them spending so much time setting the story up is that by the time we get to the point where the whole town is in danger, because, you know, it's one of those shows that you're going to get to the point where either the whole town or the whole world is in danger. You actually know quite a a few people in town, and a couple of them you maybe kind of care about a little bit. Kind of. A little bit. Not a lot, but some. So, they're at least not a faceless horde like you get in most shows. Like, you know, Cloverfields starts off and it shows us just a couple people and we're supposed to care about the town because it's New York City and that's a real place. But other than that, we, we don't really have any connection to it. You know how most monster movies are and stuff. But oh, it's been so much time getting there. It's been so much time. In the end, I felt like it was worth it. I felt like it got to a place that at least piqued my interest. So... If you're looking for a show like this, then definitely give it a try. If you're looking for something to fill that vacuum between seasons of Sabrina, wait for Lock and Key. Lock and Key looks really, really good, and I expect it to actually scratch that itch better than this show did. But for all the problems that it started off with, it gets there in the end. So I guess I kind of need to get into spoilers to explain what I'm talking about. So if you haven't seen October Faction on Netflix and you don't want to know anything about it, then I guess now is the time to like go away, watch it and come back. Or I would just, just listen to the spoilers and figure out where in series you want to pick up because <laughs> that might actually be better for you because it, 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 I think quite a bit of the early episodes are skippable. They are. So anyway, spoilers are incoming for October Faction. You've been warned. Spoilers are incoming in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right. So basically, the story surrounds the Allen family, who have been a part of the Presidio for who knows how long. They're probably a founding member The Presidio is a group of monster hunters who are hunting monsters who, of course, we later learn have a secret agenda that nobody knows about. And they're basically anti-monster Nazis. And yeah, that's an analogy that really doesn't work. Like when, when, oh, there's actually a line in one of the episodes. I think it's in episode six. Where one of the characters says, that's a monster Auschwitz down there. And I just shivered on the inside, in not in like an, ooh, that's chilling sort of a way, but oh, I don't know that I would make that analogy because, you know, the people that were rounded up and put in Auschwitz weren't actually dangerous. And I know you're trying to make the argument that maybe not all monsters are dangerous, but all you've shown us to this point are dangerous monsters who kill people and your analogy doesn't work and oh it feels dirty and wrong and that's kind of a problem that this show has on numerous occasions is that it makes analogies like that and I uh, yeah Uh, I think it can write it so I think the ship can be righted I think they have a good foundation for season two and I think it's it may be that I've sunk so much in watching all ten episodes that I just kind of need it to have a season two so that I can feel like it was worth the investment. <laughs> I don't know, but the, the like I said, the main family, the Allen family, they're not that interesting. The mother and father, are mothers and are the mother and father, and they're stereotypical mother and father, except for the father hates his father. And his the whole thing starts off when his father dies, and they have to go back for the funeral. And he hates his father, and he cheats on his wife, and he hates his father. And then you find out, of course, his father's not dead, but he doesn't know that yet. And his mom is weird, but kind of interesting eventually, sort of, but weird. And I don't understand why her hair changed from black to white. And that's a choice that they made, and... I feel like they felt that they made her look too young in the first episode because she looks actually younger than the actor playing her son. And so they gave her white hair later on to make her look older or something. I don't know. But they actually remark about both of those things in show. So maybe she's using weird magics or something herself. I don't know. It It's problematic because the character that ends up in the love triangle is a non-charismatic. I, I don't mean to be insulting, but he's not overly attractive <laughs> an individual. And the idea that he, he he would have two relatively attractive women like just so thirsty that they'll just no, it, it doesn't work. Because he he's a jerk. They've shown him to be nothing but a jerk. And yeah, in some of the flashbacks, we see that he can kind of, I don't know, be sweet-ish a little bit, but it's not enough. It's not enough. And I I get the way that they're setting this up, because they're really getting us to know who the the teens are. But one, I feel like the actors that they cast are way too old to be playing high school kids. Like, it's kind of like watching 90210 and going, wow, that's a bunch of 30-year-olds in college. Like you get that scene from 30 Rock going through your head. You know, the one I'm talking about with Steve Buscemi. Yeah, I felt like that a lot. But And that's kind of the problem that this show has. is I think, one, a lot of the casting mistakes, they, they were off until you get to the later half. the The warlock that we meet and the, I, I don't know, vampire, I guess. They don't really tell us the name of a lot of the species. I think he's a vampire anyway. We we they're interesting, they're good actors. I really like them. I think some of the other characters get into their roles a little bit more, and I'm not like hating watching them anymore. But oh, this show made so many weird mistakes. In the end, I, I felt like it was worth watching. Like I liked how it ended. I like especially the cliffhanger that it ends on. I I think there's value there, but uh, can we just talk about just for a minute, the gay character who pressures the guy that he has weird psychic dreams about and ends up helping him get over the death of his first gay crush by talking to the spirit of the dead kid and then decides to like push him into coming out when he's not ready and then gets really upset when that backfires on him because everybody should be like, uh, the insensitivity of the entire queer storyline in this story just stabs me in the chest every time I think about it. So, yeah. If you want to see a train wreck that ends kind of in an interesting way, definitely watch the October Faction. I, I do like I said, I do like how it ended, and I don't want to give a true spoiler of the ending because I think there may be some people that will watch it out of morbid curiosity after hearing me talk about it. Mm, but you, you need to be careful with your casting, you need to be much tighter with the writing, and yeah, it uh, actually, best way if you didn't find the overly dark morose tone of the DCEU movies to be overdone. If you liked Man of Steel or Justice League or um, Dawn of Justice, okay, you might like this mo- you might like the show. Because it has that same kind of dour thing going on. Anywho, I- I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Hopefully it gets the second season, because I think where it ended, I would like to see more. But I don't think enough people are going to get there to, to find that out. And if you are one of them, let me know. In the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. I would love to hear what you think. You can also use it if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show. I really would love to hear from you. Um, Yeah. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. And... You can find links to everything that I do over at ProjectShadow.com. Also, um, while you're in those show notes, if you've got a dollar, you can pass my way. Really does help out a lot. You'll find a link to both the listener support and my Patreon down there. Thank you to everybody who's already done that. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But if you know somebody that you think would like anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out a lot, too. And I think that's it. Yeah. Wow, well, it was a thing. I really hope locking key is good. Until next time, don't forget. Have the fun. Bye.